Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs, I Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. This is Jerry Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Tomasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Back on Sportscast Radio, uh, after some much deliberation with our technical facilities, uh, here we are, 4-4-2019. Tommy Weeda in the house, Jordan Jisker in the house. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing splendid. How about yourself? Just, just splendid, he says. Um, doing pretty good. I am doing pretty good. Been an exciting week in sports. Lots of things to talk to. Uh, obviously, we're uh, inundated with tons of basketball right now in the Twin Cities area because I don't know if you've heard, there's, uh, there's a little event going on in town. Uh, four teams enter and uh, one team uh, comes out uh, as a champion. Uh, Tommy, we're going to kind of get into that right away, but uh, I'm sure uh, you also want to know that there's some good diamond talk coming because that's your bread and butter, obviously. Um, we're going to discuss some of the NBA drama that's been going on. Uh, there's been some officiating, some more Knicks potential sale talk, um, just some great performances. So, uh, so yeah, there's definitely going to be some good stuff. I think we're going to sneak in a, a real MVP, and then, of course, uh, our little uh, back and forth of random things that have occurred in sports that maybe we just didn't have on the list tonight. Uh, how does that sound to you tonight? Sounds like a great show to me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, getting yeah. right into it, Tommy. Uh, both of our brackets are complete and utter trash. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, the the uh, brackets that you and I did, absolutely terrible. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, I, I, I looked at it and like I, st- I got a red pen out and I started just kind of crossing things off that I got wrong. And it's just like, man. I feel like uh, I felt like maybe like a like a middle school teacher, and I just got the dumb kids paper. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I uh, just my the, the ink was flowing. <laughs> yeah, I uh, was looking at my list actually, and uh, out of elite eight teams, I only picked two of them. So uh, and no, so and no, none of them ended up being in the final four. So. Um, yeah, it was, it's pretty rough, but I do have a bracket actually, uh, Virginia wins it all. I do win some money no matter who they face. So crossing my fingers for that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, now speaking of Virginia, that's a, a real cool story in itself. They're on the revenge tour. Uh, last mm-hmm. year, Virginia, we, we discussed it early on going on last year. They were the, uh, they got to be the guinea pig that goes down in history. Uh, everyone's going to know that again, they lost in the first round as a one seed uh, to a 16 seed. 
that for all intents and purposes probably would have been bounced out by almost anybody in the NIT tournament. Um, but uh, now they're on the revenge tour making the final four. Do you think uh, Virginia has the horses to get it done? Uh, you know, I Virginia is still one of the hotter teams in college basketball dating back to November. Um, you know, they've, they've had some games in the tournament where they've really had to um, – and scratch their way to advance um like their i think it was a four point win over oregon and sweet 16 and then uh in the elite eight needed a buzzer beater to force overtime against purdue um you know i think going up against one of the recently hotter teams auburn is going to be quite the challenge uh for virginia but um you know you never know what can happen here um auburn is definitely probably riding that Cinderella ride out of all the teams left and uh but they're without the best players so um it's going to come down to uh defense obviously uh how most games come down to and I think uh Virginia's just going to need like all their uh feature players like Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, DeAndre Hunter, Jared Harper or excuse me Harper is going to be a key guy for Auburn but yeah, those three guys for Virginia, they're really going to have to lean on them. You know, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think uh, the current line is like five, five-and-a-half-ish for Virginia. That's a lot of points for a Final Four game, in my opinion. Um, uh, some other keys that Auburn's going to have to deal with, obviously, is they got to be able to shoot the ball efficiently. Um, they're taking a lot, of, uh, a lot of attempts as far as it goes. They're averaging like 60-ish field goal attempts a game, and um, that's, that's almost ten more shots uh, than um, – than Virginia uh, normally allows opponents to take. So if they're going to clamp down, um, uh, Auburn's got to be efficient on it. Um, the other thing is they actually uh, they make uh, on average 11 three-pointers. So if, if Auburn can can knock down those threes, um, definitely uh, create some space. They they definitely have a chance to win it. Um, one thing I'm super jacked about uh, the fact that Auburn is in it is the fact that Bruce Pearl is at the helm. Uh, Bruce Pearl uh, <laughs> probably one of my one of my favorite coaches, uh, dating back to the uh, when he played for Tennessee, always a good backer of Pat Summit. Um, he did have that um, I'm going to call it like a like a recruiting violation or quote unquote scandal um, that kept him out of the league for about three years. Um, but um, as far as it goes, he's he's always been a um, a a a guy that gets it done. I mean, he started in, in, in the Horizon Conference, for Christ's sake, um, as a coach of Milwaukee. Um, first year in, he didn't do anything, but, uh, you know, the, the second uh, second year in, they make the tournament. They miss it in the third year, but they're still the regular season champion of the Horizon. Uh, and then they make the tournament on the fourth year. Uh, in Tennessee, he always made the NCAA tournament. He did. There wasn't a year that he didn't. Um, Auburn, this is actually his fifth year of this season with them, and now they're uh, now not only they're after four years they make the tournament. Uh, on the fifth year, they make the Final Four. Dude's uh, dude is a good coach. He's another passion coach, and actually on the other side, um, yeah, actually Auburn is who I'm cheering for here. If I had to make the pick, I think Virginia is a favorite for a reason. Um, it's smart, especially with Auburn be uh, be down their best player, but if. Uh, if, if if coaching is worth an edge and, and his players are behind him, I think Bruce Pearl is definitely worth uh, worth a point in itself. Um, so I'm definitely cheering for Auburn, but I have a feeling that Virginia's going to win. Did you make a pick? Who who do you think is coming out on top on this one? 
Well, since I've already shared my bias uh, due to financial reasons, um, (laughs) (laughs) obviously I'm polling for Virginia. However, um, you know, you have to remind yourself who Auburn has taken out on their way here. Um, You know, they beat Tennessee, Kansas, North Carolina, Kentucky, I mean, all powerhouses. And then a lot of people forget that their first round game against New Mexico State was only won by one point. So think about that. Like, none of this could have happened uh, just with one more basket. But um, I think uh, even without uh, Chuma Okiki, I think Auburn, I mean, they proved against Kentucky they could hang, and they did. So um, I'm going to stick with Virginia, though, in this one, as I just think um, it's the safe safe pick to make. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah I, I, I I agree a hundred percent. No, I, yeah, right. Yeah, when I hear when I hear you talk about the financials, I only think of this clip right here. Hey, that's me and his money. You know, if you ever seen Rounders, that's uh, that's that's yeah, that's KGB yeah. right there, Teddy KGB. Uh, you know, we got to we got to have got to hope that Tommy gets paid his money, I guess. But uh, I'm still hoping for the upset uh, and the, the unlikely uh, story that uh, Bruce Pearl and his team wins it all. Uh, I also love that revenge factor, man. He got to beat ten, Tennessee. Now, granted, they're not the ones mm-hmm. that outsit him. It's kind of an NCAA thing more than anything. But to to, mm-hmm. to be able to go against your former team, um, one that really you, you definitely put a lot of heart and soul into, very cool. Uh, mm-hmm. So obviously on the other side, and um, you know, we got to see uh, we get to see another passionate coach, uh, Tom Izzo, no stranger to the uh, maybe a little controversy even. Uh, what do you what do you think about Tom Izzo and Michigan State going up against Texas Tech? Um, it is going to be a challenge, I think, for uh, the Spartans. Um, Texas Tech has shut down literally every team they've played. Uh, in this tournament when it comes to defense. They're the best team uh, in the NCAA in overall defense. And uh, um, they really showed it. I mean, they blew out Michigan. Um, you know, they uh, they took out um, – they uh, won by 20 against a very good offensive Buffalo team. Um, so it, it's, it's going to be a tough game for Michigan State, but I think um, – with the leadership they have on that team and Izzo, Izzo always finds a way. So it wouldn't surprise me if they end up in the championship game. However, um, Texas Tech, you could almost say they're more of a um, Cinderella kind of thing uh, than Auburn is. Um, but it's great that you say that because, you know, you know I, was, I was thinking about that Buffalo game and, and, and as, far, as far as like crazy upsets goes, there are people that actually took Buffalo over Texas Tech. Like, I, you know, yeah. as far as you, you think, yeah, that's a three seed, but they're like, oh, Buffalo's offense looks good. They're going to do something, you know? And, uh, and yeah, I, uh, I was intrigued at the very least, but, man, that, uh, that Texas Tech, they, they do, just like you said, they, they scored tons of points. They poured it on almost everybody they played. That Michigan game was ridiculous. I remember you texting me the Yelp. Uh, and, and I'm just like, oh man. And you know how I, you know how much I love Michigan. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to, it's going to, this one, I like, I like the idea of this game better than the Auburn Virginia one. Um, just as far as I think it's going to be a, a good matchup overall. I think both teams are going to put up 
um, some pretty good numbers and make some spectacular aspects. However, on this one, I am going to go with a two seed. I'm going to say Michigan State's coming out on top. Uh, I think we're going to have two of the best coaches. Uh, if, if everything goes the way that I want it to, you'd have Tom Izzo versus, uh, versus, versus Bruce Pearl. And if there's not a camera on both coaches the entire game uh, to see the sweat dripping, the cusses flowing from their mouth, and uh, just the crazy amount of passion and hopping around that both these guys do. Um, it's, it, it'd be pretty dang intense. Um, the players on the court, obviously, they, they definitely want to live up to those uh, a lot of those scholarships, and, and I think that one on paper has to be the, the most personally intriguing matchup for me um, going into it, just because, again, both of those coaches are spectacularly passionate people. Yeah, um, it's going to be a grinded out game for sure. I uh, I think I'm going to go with Texas Tech in this one. Actually, um, I just think uh, if if their if their defense is anything like what they have had um, taken down Gonzaga, Michigan, Buffalo, um, it, I think it's a wrap for Michigan State. Um, I will say though, uh, I want to give props to Michigan State. Uh, I don't know if like anybody from the university is listening, but. You know, they are the reason why I'm in the position to win money. So I picked them to beat Duke. (laughs) (laughs) No, you did not. That was an amazing game. Duke obviously living by by the seat of their pants, the the two previous games on top of that, and then coming out (laughs) on the short end of the stick um, against Michigan State. Awesome game. Um, I think career against uh, against Coach K, Izzo is still like only got like three wins versus like 78 or something stupid ridiculous number um but i think that's almost everybody's career against coach k with the exception of maybe roy williams um it's uh it's something to be said it's something to be said about again those big games the tournament time it's awesome and i i look at those elite games on that sunday like that was awesome you had auburn kentucky you had michigan state duke uh, the previous day you had a, a strong Purdue against Virginia and you had Texas Tech going over Gonzaga. Now Gonzaga is that team that I will always say, you know what, they're they're fun to they're fun to watch during the regular season, but at the end of the day when it comes time to really push those chips in and say we're going to win the damn thing, they're not going to do it. And I don't know if it's a separation of talent or if uh, if it's just a university curse where they'll always be kind of just elite eight. Um, elite eight guys as far as that goes for the for by and large the most part but uh, you know you could have a team full of Adam Morrison and they're not going to get the job done um, it's uh, it's about it they're about as average as his mustache and and it's just one of those things that I I I, I want them to do good but again they're just they're just that 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 scrappy team that you look at and you're like ah how are they going to get there and, and they magically do but then they still fall short against a team that has um, a, a combination of either the finesse and the coaching or the finesse and the power. I mean, they're, they're, just, they're just never that balanced to get the job done. So you and I both made t- uh, picks for uh, – it looks like we're, we're the same with Virginia going uh, over the top. And then I picked Michigan State, and you took Tech. So who do you have winning your matchup? Um. I'm a big time Wahoo fan. Actually, I've been a fan since 2019. Um, so I think Virginia is going to take it all this year. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, Typically, I am all for the underdogs, 100 percent of the time. However, <laughs> I do think uh, Virginia is the cream of the crop here. But I would say if Michigan State is able to get to that championship game, 
I I do like Virginia's odds better against Texas Tech. I mean, you know, it's funny whenever you whenever you say like uh, you, you've been a fan since 2019. I, I, that's just you trying to stay, stay in your lane, lane, right? I mean, that's just how you got to. That's right, big baller brand right there. You gotta you gotta do it up sometimes. Tell tell them one more time. Yeah, stay in your lane. There it is. There it is. Speaking uh, of big baller brand, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, speaking of big baller brand, while we're on the hard court there, let's uh, let's talk a little uh, little NBA drama. We'll go out of sequence, but uh, yeah, I, I I I think I know what you're going to get into. Talk about it, Tommy. Uh, yeah, Lonzo Ball finally deciding. Hey, I don't want to be a part of this uh, big baller brand um, destination. <laughs> he uh, he just sued Big Baller Brand, um, the co-founder, I think, for $2 million. Um, and who, did he sign with a different um, – I can't remember if he signed with a different shoe company. Rumor has it. Rumor has it he's going to be uh, sneaking off to Nike there as far as it goes. So ah, yes. I don't know if we're going to – Right. I don't know if we're going to see a signature shoe or not, but uh, – but, um, you know, I'm sure they'll they'll outfit him in some some Lebron. Oh, maybe maybe we'll get some Lebronzos. How about that? Look at that. Some combination. Lebronzos. Uh, Le- Le- <laughs> Lebron. Oh gosh, you. Lebron. Hey, this is just my opinion, but I think Lebrons are just gross. I don't think they're attractive. <laughs> like I don't think they're a nice shoe at all, in my opinion. But you know, that's an unpopular like, like opinion. I'm for- sure. I like how you said attractive. Like, oh man, look at the thighs on my shoes. You know what I, I mean? Like, it. <laughs> I, I, I changed it. I cracked my shoe. You know, that was that was uh, that was definitely took a, a, a turn for the worst. And I I'm not sure how I felt about that when you're saying it. There's there's it's super funny if you listen to some of the old stuff. You listen to some of the old stuff, and uh, and Ryan will get on here and he'll start getting on a old groove, and suddenly he sounds like he's. Uh, He's cutting like a '90s Live Links uh, profile. I'm like, yeah, those were tight. Like, it, it's super <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, Lonzo Ball, man. Uh, you know, obviously he struggled with injuries this year. Um, struggled with free throw lines. Uh, possibly part of maybe the struggle as far as just not being there as a whole because he does add some things onto the court. Um, decent. Uh, he's put up some decent production this year, both offensively and defensively. Uh, obviously, his, his shortcomings was definitely at that line. Um, the Lakers, um, you know, shutting down everybody. Down. What's that? The Lakers miss D'Angelo Russell. You know, there, there's something to be said about that too. But I, I you know, I, I, I don't want to go into too deep on that, just because I, I'm, I'm super biased, and I think, uh, you know, if I, I currently I'm averaging zero point zero points in the East. However, uh, you give me some scrub minutes, and I think I'm going to throw up three a game. Um, I'm gonna go white mama, uh, Sc- Brian Scalabrini mode, all right, during garbage minutes, and I'm gonna make things happen. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know. Here's the thing: is, is D'Angelo Russell's been playing amazing, and that's he's, he's easily made a point for himself to potentially be the the most improved player of the year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Lakers are obviously um, they're missing. I, I want to say something, but it could be a lot of things, and I'm, and I'm not quite sure where it's at because you still have arguably one of the best players in the league, no matter how old he is, um, you know, uh, in LeBron James. You do have a talented roster up and down, um, be it Kyle Kuzma, Ingram, 
Josh Hart. Um, you know, Lance Stevenson uh, might have had uh, might have saved our season with the shake of make of the year last week. Um, you know, uh, but I mean, they they definitely have they definitely have the horses, and I just don't know what it's going to get to get them to run in unison. Uh, and it's kind of depressing. Uh, but uh, that might be a show for another time because because Ryan always calls me uh, a disappointing Laker fan. But you you know as much as I do, man. It, it pains me. It pains me to see them like this, and it kind of pains me yeah. to see LeBron James kind of kind of not stick it out for 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 the year, um, or or kind of some of the the moments that he's had, especially towards the end when when things were getting a little more dismal. The the Phoenix game still blows my mind when Kyle Kuzma pushed him to get back on defense um, <laughs> after getting like like shook on a pick and roll. It was something stupid, um, but uh, you know I'm gonna wait until the free agency. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to get a probably a good special show with that one where we'll get all the boys in on that one too. Uh, and if you didn't already listen to it, the baseball special is fantastic with Nick Hagberg and, uh, and, and Ryan Cook um, and, and Tommy Weta as well. Uh, but, yeah, oh, yeah. the Lakers uh, abysmal. Uh, they, they wreck my soul. Uh, I, I just don't know how to feel about it. Um, also, disassociating from things, apparently Lonzo Ball also uh, may or may not have uh, – got his big baller brand tattoo removed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he got it covered with, uh, um, oh, shoot, what was it? Um, it was something just, it was something stupid. Um, crazy. Uh, more yeah. NBA drama, uh, the officiating. Uh, did you watch that uh, that crazy finish to that Timberwolves and Golden State game? I did, yeah. Uh, um, I, uh, you know, what's crazy to me is, you know, I'd say probably at least 25% of NBA fans are Warriors fans or whoever is the best team, basically, or the biggest bandwagon. And so when the Warriors don't get a call, then the rest of America hops on social media and just blows it up and teams up with the media to blow it up. Honestly, all of the all of the animosity going towards the refs for that certain game, first of all, Steph Curry is lucky he doesn't get teed up at least for taunting the refs like that. Anybody else in the league, anybody. I would even say LeBron. They would definitely get teed up in that moment. Um, you know, he... I love that. However, you know, I, I'm going to go apple on you on this one because I, I, I thought it was granted. I thought it was a bad call. I thought they made the shot. I thought he deserved the and one and the opportunity to win the game and, and the balls in the Lakers or not the Lakers, the balls in the uh, Timberwolves hands for them to try to win the game. Um, that's what it should have been. The fact that they called the foul, they had to dish it out again, and then Steph Curry knocks it down and taunts the ref. Like right. Yeah, <laughs> that, like, I mean, I looked, deep down, I I'm that, thinking I'm, that's cold. <laughs> I, 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 dude, hey, I, right. gave, I gave him the Friday, man. I gave, I gave Damn! Him the Friday. Like, there was, there was yeah. nothing, there was nothing about it that you could say to that because that was that. Was, you want to talk about deloading with the ice in the veins? Then, then, then that was a glacier falling off the cliff of uh, of Steph Curry, man. That was amazing. Mm. You know, yeah. I get what you're saying about the the hype train. I still feel like eh, it was a bad call. I, you know, it was a bad call, I, and I I, I kind of 
call are you, are you are you saying all the all those calls towards the uh, the last part of that game were bad, or are you uh, no, talking about I'm one particular? I'm talking explicitly the missed opportunity for them to have a four-point play, which led to the whole thing from the beginning. Yes. You know what? I'll because, agree. Because that. that's the domino. If that domino does not fall, we're not talking about this conversation. But because that ref blew that call and then subsequently yeah. blew the next call, that's why you well, know, it, was, it was boom, boom, boom. So the call that uh, got a lot of hate, um, towards the end there, too, was Kevin Durant grabbing Carl Anthony Towns and uh, preventing him from getting the basketball. Granted, the basketball was, I mean, it was nearly out of bounds. So whether Towns would have got that ball or not, we'll never know. However, that's yeah. a foul. I mean, that's a foul. <laughs> and for, yeah. People, yeah. for people to complain on that call alone, you know, yeah, yeah, and that's, and that's the but thing. Is, I do, you, you always, yeah, I you do always agree, look at though, those makeup calls. Saying, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I again, it, that only magnifies it. That you know, you can't, you can't, you can't miss two back to back like that. You can't do that. Like it's just, yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, some more drama. Obviously, uh, in the NBA, uh, you know. Uh, just a quick touch on this. There's there's a there's a billionaire, and I don't know if you, there's a small company online. They they sell some things. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's called Amazon, um, <laughs> and uh, their owner, uh, yeah, one Jeff Bezos, is uh, rumored to possibly try and get a get a little something in on the Knicks. Do you approve of Jeff Bezos being an owner in the NBA? I approve of anyone um, that is not named uh, Dolan. <laughs> okay. Owning a okay. team in the NBA. Right. Um, but here's the thing. Same. I don't really know Jeff Bezos's – I don't know, like, his history. Uh, if he's a basketball fan, I guess I haven't really, like, read up on that. Um, if he knows, like, anything about basketball. Um, but, you know, you, I mean, one of the richest men in the world, I'm, I'm sure – I'm sure anyone would – Anyone would love to have somebody like that to back him up. Know much about Jeff other than the messy divorce that he has uh, dealt with and his uh, name with the uh, National Enquirer. Did you hear about that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's, def- he's, but, he's going to war. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. And, and what's crazy is all this is happening, and then his name pops up in the with the Knicks, and it's like, wow. <laughs> like uh, amidst all of this, uh, you know, you have room to uh, talk about buying an NBA team, but what are your thoughts? Hey, I'm okay with it. I, you know, I, obviously uh, his Amazon company did not get uh, pushed into Brooklyn there, so I guess he's just trying to find his own space. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, Dolan, terrible owner, and and, and obviously, uh, I mean, uh, look at the Clippers. You take a terrible owner out of there, and you still get an average basketball team, I guess. But uh, hey, they're in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They they do need to win the lottery to go back to the old days. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking shots at my old squad, man. Right, where you yeah. at? <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, you know obviously the biggest story in the, in the NBA this week, following uh, uh, a, a tragedy for another reason that uh, doesn't involve the NBA, but. Um, somebody who's close to the uh, to Nipsey Hussle, uh, 
uh, put up a historic numbers. Uh, the second time in history we've seen a 20-20-20 game, and it was done by one Russell West. You know, there's something to be special about witnessing greatness. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. I think about, uh, you know, how it took us 35 years or whatever it was for us, you and I, to see a uh, – a, um, a triple crown winner, and then suddenly it's done like two two years later, and just like eh. But um, mm. but a twenty twenty game, yeah, or twenty 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 game, that it being the second one in NBA history, considering there's what thirty something teams, there's eighty two games a year, there's you've had that's that's Kobe didn't have one, LeBron didn't have one, Michael Jordan didn't have one, okay, uh, Kareem mm. didn't have one, Magic didn't have one. These these are Hall of Fame. These are these are people. I mean, granted, Wilt Wilt will be on I'm on a Mount Rushmore somewhere if you want to put it. But these guys are, you know, but all that many games and we have not seen it until two days ago. What are your thoughts on the 2020 and and how cool it is? And and obviously um, the emotional statement that Westbrook uh, you know put along with it. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, I uh, you know I definitely think it was emotionally driven for probably the entirety of the game since uh, both of them were. Um, you know, close and respected each other. Um, and, you know, what what do you expect? If, if, if you were going to make a bet on, you know, who in the league right now would get a 2020-20 game, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'd be putting my uh, my cash down on Westbrook for sure. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, your only other option is maybe Giannis. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Right. I know, that's I know, stretch. Who, like, I know who it's not going to be. <laughs> James Harden. He might get a 50 20 10. I've seen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say Derrick Rose, which would have been a. I mean, I agree with you. Like, uh, doesn't drop triple double. Oh, dude. I should have. Like I should have. Yeah. Oh, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. When you said Derrick yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I, hey, but uh, I got a I question, think... though. Do you think there will be another 2020-20 performance in the next 20 years? Oh. Man. I want to say no. Cause... I'll, I'll say it. Yeah, let's say no. All right. Um, yeah. you know, I, I will say that Westbrook, he did come out and say, um, to the public that, you know, he does try to stat, he does try to stat pad. Um, and I, it makes me wonder if the future generations of basketball, if players are going to lean towards the Westbrook way, some players, you know, everybody has their own kind of style of play, obviously, but, um, maybe stat stat padding just becomes more of a relevancy in the league. What do you think? You know, uh, it was really interesting because uh, I think Rachel Nichols did a little bit on this on ESPN yesterday. And, uh, hmm. and I thought it was pretty interesting because if he, if he is stat padding of all the, of all the stats, as far as it goes, like you would think something like something like this would almost happen more commonly or, or more 15-15 or more 20-20 games even. I mean, a 20-20 rebound mm-hmm. or 20.20 rebound games is awesome in itself. But, like, I, I stat padding or not, that dude that dude's getting it in. You know what I mean? Like, and they mm-hmm. were up, what, 20-something points and when, when they took him out anyway. Like, 
Yeah. Stat padding's a thing, but at the same time, if stat padding, if you really want to stat pad, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe has a shot to break uh, the Wilt record. You know what I yeah. mean? Like because he he went yeah. out for damn near that entire fourth quarter. Uh, shout outs to Jalen Rose, <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, so <laughs> I I don't I don't know I I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to diminish it. If he if he wants to say he stat pads, that's fine. It's good good on him for admitting it. But it, it certainly doesn't diminish that the work that he does to make it happen because, uh, sure. you know, he goes up against 31 teams a year and, and, mm-hmm. and 31 teams a year fail at letting him pad, stat the, uh, pad those stats. So, so that's where I'm going to leave that. Yeah, no, I mean, no disrespect to his game at all. I mean, he's right on the path of a future Hall of Famer. And, uh, you, know, I, uh, you know, stats had a way. Honestly, if you can, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. it helps your team. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. that's, that's, I mean, it's just, you know, every other league has uh performance bonuses, you know what I mean? Like, right. Yep. You know, yeah. is, is that stat padding or is that them just earning their checks? Good point. So I, I don't know that. And that's how I feel about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else we got here? So obviously we talked some basketball, uh, you know, let's uh, let's dip it in uh, and talk. Uh, let's talk the diamond, buddy. I know, I know you're itching to do it, and we're <laughs> for one weekend, seven seven games for for most of these teams, eight for a few of them. Uh, and and if you told me after our our little uh, opening day shenanigans that uh, the Astros would be two and five and the Mariners would be on top of that uh, division, or the Angels would be one and five, uh, I mean. Uh, what is going on when, when the Mariners, Rangers, and Athletics are the top three teams in the AL West right now? Uh, you know, I mean, everybody uh, hits their strides, I guess. And um, it's funny sometimes to just take a note of how the league looks right now and then look back in a month because it's completely different. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, the, Mar- the Mariners have a run differential of plus 17, which is tie- or is second in major league baseball to the Dodgers with a plus 21, um, which is just, it's crazy to me. I actually have a buddy who lives out um, in the uh, Washington area and he's trying to convince me that the Mariners are going to take that division. Um, I don't see it still. I don't see it. Um, I just think, you know, hitters are hot and the Red Sox were getting beat up um, the last two, the two series they played against Oakland and Seattle. So, and, you kind of feel like Boston isn't going to struggle like that for the rest of the year. Um, but, uh, you know, twins are on top of the division right now. Feels pretty good on top. <laughs> Let's enjoy it while we're here. Views nice. <laughs> uh, um, t- twins getting a lot of love out of their pitching. Twins bats look yeah. good. Right. I-, I haven't seen anybody blow a stop sign. Uh, you know, maybe any base <laughs> Actually, running yet. Uh, Eddie Rosario did actually, um, on, uh, <laughs> Sunday and he scored though. So not oh. going to be mad about it. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't, you don't, you know, that's the thing is you don't, you don't, nobody calls out the ones where they score. It's still, you, you call out <laughs> the ones where they don't. Cause that's the ones, those are the bad ones. That was a smart oh, decision by Rosario. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. yeah that's, and, the, yeah, the other thing is the third base coach for the Twins. This is actually his first year as a third base coach. So, I mean, if Eddie, if between him and Eddie, who has the experience of, you know, feeling a guy out, if you're 
um, going to run in his arm or not, you know, you got to give it to the player, I guess, in that situation. But it could go, it could backfire one of these days, and then I'll be eating my words. So, yeah. <laughs> so just just because just because you you set up a perfect segue, you're talking about you know uh, maybe seeing if you can run on an arm or not. How about we jump into our real MVPs and we pick this conversation back up? How's that sound? That sounds great. Let's do it. All right, all right. Let's get the sounder going. Don't talk till after the sound. <laughs> Okay, so I gotta ask though, what who is singing that clip? Uh it's just a straight up it's a straight up mix of uh of Kevin Durant, like, oh, like when okay, he's like, okay, I got you, yeah. That's why it's, you, you're the real MVP, you know, like, mom's the real MVP. This one goes out to all the mamas. <laughs> Shout out to the mom. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> all right, so my MV, my, uh, my real MVP this, this past week, it was tough, actually. Um, if I'm a homer, you know, course i'm going to mention the legend of la tortuga aka williams astadio the third string or second string catcher slash everything else player on the twins but i'm actually going to talk about an oakland a um and his name is ramon loriano and he's not related to francisco uh but this guy is just amazing and I don't think a lot of people really talk about him um you know he's he came up with the team he wasn't ranked high in their system um and he has an explosive arm and I I wish I could uh show the listeners what I'm talking about but this past series alone he had um he had just three great throws to nab runners on the base path mind you, against the defending champs, the Red Sox this year. Uh, and then he also hit uh, two home runs in the series, too. So with the bat, I mean, he was, um, you know, making it known that he belongs out there, not only because of his defense, um, but he he already has three outfield assists in four games, um, which is just, it's crazy. And um, if you ever get a chance, please check out uh, Ramon Laureano, because this guy is fun to watch. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I I saw the uh, I saw a couple uh, a couple of really good shots that he's that he's as far as him throwing the ropes and right down the home plate, ball still in the air, no bounce or anything. And I, dude's got dude's got a cannon, and it's really cool to see. Um, we'll definitely be uh, I'm sure we'll see some more uh, highlights from him this year. Uh, I'm gonna stay on the baseball field myself, actually, and I want a big I want a big shout out to one Bryce Harper. Uh, not only. Uh, <laughs> Not, not only game one, just uh, just smacking it. Uh, you know, his first dinger of the year was like it was like something stupid, like 475 feet in the, the exit velocity. I, I think it was uh, just a shade under a thousand miles an hour, if I remember right. Um, it was something stupid. Um, and then also, you know, going uh, for his first series against his former team, uh, gets gets the booze. But then uh, follows it up with another dinger there, and 
and uh, I, there's, there's, you know, he embraced it, and then, uh, you know, he, he hung back and, and hung with the fans that did actually stay for the game too. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. Uh, shout outs to the Phillies, actually, oddly enough, also on top of that AL East, um, not far behind though, the Mets, buddy, the Mets. What is going on in baseball? <laughs> so early, but it's so weird. Hey, Jacob DeGrom is a, he's a monster pitcher though. That pitching staff is. It's one of the best in the league, so Mets will hang oh, yeah. for a paper. while. Yeah. yeah, I gave him credit yeah. for the record. I said the Mets would be good. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's really interesting. Uh, big surprises here. The Marlins are are in dead last. Uh, the Cubs only have one oh. victory. <laughs> hey, can we do a segment called "Not My MVP"? Because I have one. <laughs> oh, uh, oh God! So let's go I, down memory road. Let's go down a memory lane, memory road, whatever you want to call it, memory avenue. Uh, Chris Davis, he signed a seven-year, $162 million deal with the Orioles back in, I want to say, 2013, 2014. And, you know, back then he was hitting 50 homers a year, um, you know, perennial all-star, get some MVP votes. And, boy, the last three years have been – Terrible. Last year, he barely hit over 200, yet he's been striking out over 200 times a year. Now, you want to hear his stats this season? He is 0 for 17 with 11 strikeouts, and he's making wow. 23 million. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. So, Twins fans want to talk about the Joe Maurer contract. I'm sorry. I never saw Joe Maurer do this bad. <laughs> That's – yeah. well, yeah. Well, I, don't think, I don't think Joe Maurer would strike out 17 times in a month, let alone 17 times in, uh, in a week. Um, or, I'm sorry, 11 times. Um, yeah. It's funny you say the not my MVP. Actually, we, have, we had something called spit takes, and it's actually, it goes a little something like this. I was wondering where they're going to get another tuba player for the band. Uh, so <laughs> – <laughs> so uh, there's been quite a few spit takes. I think you just delivered a, a perfect one as far as stats and contracts go. Um, over the last week, there's been obviously a, plenty of officiating, uh, we'll call them uh, bobbles. But how about when players get a little bit out of line? Um, Eric Bledsoe got ejected the other night for uh, literally just whipping a ball at Joel Embiid's chest. Um, if this was one of those classic rubber balls from, like, high school or, or middle school when you were playing uh, – playing dodgeball, you would have heard that nice metallic ping sound because this thing just went right off his chest. I, and and uh, I, I, there was no way that Embiid uh, was going to dodge a wrench, a ball, that basketball. So, uh, yeah, I think he definitely earned, uh, he definitely earned that, uh, that ejection. But, man, it, it's kind of funny seeing him play dodgeball on the, on the hardwood. <laughs> yeah, geez. Um, Keep the dodgeball off the hardwood, huh? Yeah, you know, uh, obviously other spit take moments. Uh, I don't know if you heard the the AAF is uh, folding up shop. Uh, not only did they uh, not only did they fold up shop uh, after I think uh, what is this like sixty eight days or something stupid like that. Um, I think Kim Kardashian's marriage to Chris Humphreys lasted longer than the AAF. Uh, so so apparently. Uh, so apparently, the uh, not only did the league fold up, but players were essentially on their own to get home. 
as far as it goes. So you had to, you know, maybe greyhound it or, uh, you know, pay for your own coach flight. Uh, hopefully uh, they made enough to go name brand, but I'm sure there's a couple of guys that end up taking the spirit route. Uh, not looking good. Uh, Adrian Robinson, uh, one of the players there, uh, looks like he woke up with a $2,500 charge pending on his account from the hotel that the team stayed in. So now, now the team is charging wow. them for the hotel stays even. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that it's, is uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty ridiculous there. I, I couldn't imagine that. Uh, yeah. Or, or actually, that's, apparently, uh, I, um, well, I mean, <laughs> like for the, so the owner, whether you're happy or not about what, how much money you're making, I think that's a really, <laughs> that's a low move there. Like you're still dealing with human beings, you know, but it, it just seems like people with all this money out there, years, they don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Anthony Monzo Lewis, uh, said uh, they got back to a hotel. He was uh, actually uh, Memphis, one of the Memphis players, got back to a hotel, and they were kicked out of the rooms because the rooms weren't paid for. Uh, oh, let's see. So, so, yeah, definitely uh, it's kind of one of those things that we, I want to say we all saw coming, um, and I'm curious to see if, uh, if Vince McMahon is really going to go through with the XFL for the future because uh, – doesn't bode well for for startup uh, professional style football league. Yeah, it's going to be tough uh, trying to competing with the NFL. I uh, the idea of it sounds great, but once it's in action, we've seen through history, it doesn't really uh, end up how people want it. Yeah, kind of ridiculous as far as that goes. Um, back to the back to the baseball though. Uh, speaking of. Uh, Terrible officiating and, and umpiring. Did you uh, did you see the uh, the AJ Hinch uh, ejection? I did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, what do you uh, what do you what do you think of this? You know, I once he came out of the dugout, I you could just kind of had to um, you just kind of had to realize like that he was about to be thrown out. <laughs> Um, because he, I mean, he, he, I think he had a legitimate gripe, um, about the umpiring for that game. Um, yeah, I don't, you don't, what's another thing that I like to just kind of soak into this is kind of off topic. I'll get back on it in a second, but, um, it's it's really rare to see managers get thrown out anymore because of the uh, replays now installed. So anytime I do get to see a manager get fired up and thrown out, um, I just kind of like take it in, like, yeah, this is this is what baseball used to be, you know. Um, I, I would say replay helps the game. I'm not going to say like replay has ruined the game by any means. Um, it only ruins it when they get it wrong, still, but. Um, but yeah, I I definitely have Hinch's back in this. Um, I think he was totally in the right uh, talking about. I mean, you argue about balls and strikes. That's what's going to happen. So, um, not saying that the ump was in the right at all, though. What do you think? So, uh, I I agree. I I I think uh, looking at some of the extra details of this game, apparently, like he also like uh, I want to say gave like a 
pace of play warning to uh, to the Astros pitcher while he was throwing warm ups. Um, yeah, yep. I'm not sure what the the, the league uh, the league ruling is. Would he get five six warm ups when you come back between innings? Yeah, I think it's it's either like five or six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, four. four there, it's more so like calling it. <laughs> I, I think it comes down to a, a timer now too. Um, but I just feel like it's it's still a learning curve with players and um, trying to add like all these little intricates to the game. Um, so I don't know. And the umpires, I feel like you know, I feel like they're always. Uh, I just feel like they're they're just always ready to throw somebody out, or <laughs> I don't know. It goes along with the NBA ref thing, so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's one of those things. You know, I get the other the other weird thing about this is uh, he may or may not have shouted uh, the uh, Ron Culpa, the umpire. Uh, I can do anything I want after goading AJ yep. Hinch into an injection. So probably not mm. a good look if uh, if you're you know the uh, the umpiring uh, officiating team as far as that goes because that's going to be a uh, a tough spot. Uh, speaking of ejections, I, I feel like we're on ejection uh, like uh, we're going to eject ourselves out of here in seven minutes. Um, Greg Popovich gets ejected just 63 seconds into a Spurs game. Uh, <laughs> I did not see that one. Yeah, apparently this happened yesterday uh, against the Denver Nuggets, and uh, he got hit with a double technical and ejected. Uh, and apparently, uh, it, it might have been one of the quickest uh, ejections in NBA history. Um, <laughs> let's see. Actually, it looks like Pop has been bounced and sent into uh, two of the last three. Uh, uh, two of the last three games. So I don't know if he's getting a little curmudgeon at this point, or if he's just going to, uh, you know, ride out into it. Um, it looks like it might have been just like a weird, like kind of uh, ticky tack foul or something that he, he just didn't uh, didn't agree with. But uh, apparently, he was very passionate about it because there he is getting ejected sixty three seconds into the game. <laughs> you gotta love it. You, you miss it, you know. But uh, Popovich, man, out of all people, he he is uh, sixty three seconds. That's great. <laughs> I, I want to know what I want to know what Popovich can say in in in, in that short of a period to, to rack up two technicals. You know what I mean? He's always been very succinct. Hey, Pop, what'd you right, think about that yeah. call? It was, it was bad. So, you know, like, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm just curious. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Must, I mean, could be some things going on that isn't on the court. And, you know, I don't know. Anybody up yeah, for speculation here? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Um, who didn't make my MVP, and I wanted to, since we're, we're obviously doing our little, uh, little, uh, we're, we're going to call it circling the bases when we're uh, maybe. Uh, that's what we'll call it. We're going to call it, it's official. I think we're going to call uh, our last uh, little segment when we kind of run through these. We call it circling the bases. What do you think, Tommy? That sounds fantastic. Thanks for curating it, yep. baseball wise. <laughs> you know, I, 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 but you know, I, you know, we're going about as fast as uh, Big Sexy when he when he hits a home run. So I figure it's, uh, four minutes is definitely enough time to circle the bases. My <laughs> <laughs> um, not MVP, but uh, he could have been if it wasn't for Bryce Harper just being the the ultimate bad guy. Um, shout outs to Jose Alvarado, uh, reliever for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, dude throws 99 mile an hour pitches 
uh, and the movement on them um, is something that can only be explained as maybe like uh, uh, was it like backyard baseball or whatever as a kid. Like remember like the little PC game and like the ball would be like going in like six different directions and you're somehow supposed mm-hmm. to hit it. Uh, yeah, this this dude's stuff is nasty. So if you want to check out some cool highlights, check out uh, the game against Colorado there. And uh, it, it I I don't know. I I see stuff like this, and it looks like uh, it looks like he's throwing a wiffle ball for Pete's sake. Uh, ridiculously gross stuff. And apparently on Statcast, uh, he throws a 99.4, and there is a 14 uh, 14 inch horizontal break. That is gross. That is not supposed to break that way, especially with something that fast. You know, you don't see that that often. So, and yeah, Tampa Bay, they know how to uh, produce pitchers for sure. They have always produced great pitchers out of that, um, um, those minor league affiliates. So good stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. uh, I, (laughs) so I saw this uh, two hours ago um, during the, uh, the uh, Milwaukee Philadelphia game, they got into a little skirmish on the court. This is tonight, and uh, Stephen A comes out on the court to separate players. Shout out to Stephen A. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. St- Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. <laughs> uh, Shout out I, to Stephen A. I, Smith, though. Yeah. Stephen A. Big good money. Week, apparently, get the, yeah, I was gonna say get some big money. Gets the jump on the uh, gets the jump on the court of the Bucks Sixers game. Like that dude's wilding out. Like I, I I don't know like how how he can do that. I I didn't realize right. uh, I didn't realize that that credential was right there. Um, that's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. He's like, uh, you know what? I'm making baller money now, so I'm gonna ball. <laughs> Uh, speaking of other random occurrences tonight, uh, you, you got uh, I don't know if you watched any of the baseball tonight, but you saw uh, with the Indians they had a combined no hitter going in the ninth, and uh, yeah. what do you know? It just doesn't happen. We does not get a no hitter this year. I think we're still no hitter free. Uh, so uh, we got a no no on the no nos, uh, if I recall. <laughs> mm. That's true. Yeah. The, uh, it's funny. I always love like looking at pitching uh, stat lines when uh, they're talking about. Well, he had a no no, but he also walked six guys and he hit two guys. <laughs> you know, you know, like, oh, that's yeah, eight base runners. The, but all right, that's the that's the Liriano no hitter, right? Or the uh, I mean, realistically, right. the Nolan Ryan no hitter. Uh, you know, Nolan yeah. Ryan obviously yep. uh, some of the best strikeouts in the league in, in history, but uh, obviously, uh, I think he also led the league in wild pitches. So I mean, you know, he might he might have had maybe like a one nothing game where uh, he lost. That might have been a, a no hitter. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's in fact that's something that, I'm gonna that, check for. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check that for next week actually to see if there's been a no hitter where uh, where they lost on like uh, just because of errors or or points uh, unearned runs. Uh, yeah, just uh, that, that'd be kind of an interesting uh, interesting go. Yeah, I think there's some uh, – historically, I think there's pitchers that threw a no-hitter and still lost, so <laughs> – which just yeah. makes you want to quit, honestly, <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I, I would agree. 
Uh, NBA getting ready to close down, obviously, uh, for for the year. The playoff spots very quickly becoming uh, becoming uh, a little congested. Bucks uh, already have their uh, their conference as far as it goes. Uh, Raptors with the division. The East is kind of lined up. West, uh, as far as it goes, there's not exactly a, a conference uh, clear, but they're doing the dang thing. Uh, we'll be talking mm-hmm. some of that with some playoffs getting ready to start up, but otherwise. Uh, get ready for an exciting season there. Uh, the West already has their playoff spots actually locked up. Uh, and then next week, that's probably what we'll be talking uh, on top of our uh, final four winners. Tommy, Tommy anything, else, anything else before we go? I uh, just want to say thought to uh, one of the Hall of Fame managers in baseball, Bobby Cox. He suffered a stroke last week. He's on the mend. And, uh, you know, don't want to lose one of the legends, so. Um, have him in your thoughts. He's, uh, if you want to go check out some Bobby Cox arguing with umpires, you could probably find that on YouTube for about 20 minutes long. So <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's only right that we were talking about ejections and then we have to give some, uh, some propers and some well wishes to one Bobby Cox. Uh, I, I'm definitely fine with going on on that note. Uh, thank you from Sportscast Radio. Make sure you check out uh, strongstylemedia.com. Uh, let's see, it's WrestleMania weekend, so uh, be prepared for to be inundated with tons of content from Ryan and Alex Mello um, as they, uh, I think they're watching shows as we speak, so shout out to them. Um, they're, I think they'll be on the next two nights um, outlining some of these WrestleMania weekend uh, indie shows, and then I'm going to be over at the house with them watching WrestleMania, so I might even make a, uh, another impromptu WrestleCast radio uh, uh, appearance. Uh, for Tommy uh, and Jordan Jiskra, we are out. Peace.